Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode three, season three of the Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Good evening, Richie. Um, we seem to have showed our knowledge isn't really that up to scratch after round one with probably our worst effort to date and our, uh, our predictions. But besides that, what did you think of round one? Yeah, evening, Brad. Yeah, I was, I was torn this weekend because on one hand, I... Obviously, I loved all the games, and it was so good to have the the footy back. And then, on the other hand, um, I was watching all my tipping results go down the drain. So, from that point of view, it wasn't that enjoyable. But otherwise, it was great to have the games back. Yeah, normally, um, in our, in my history with this show and yours as well, we we're never really under at least fifty percent. So, um, to get as little as we did was a bit concerning. But hopefully. Um, we've we've learned some lessons and make our predictions better this week, hopefully. But while we're here live on eight p at eight pm here, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, as always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of round one, and an update on our tips, a recap and preview of the rounds three and four of the women's premiership. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well, some questions we've got for each other. We'll then preview round two and make our picks um, before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. Um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into the top stories. Richie? Let's do it, buddy. Uh, I didn't have too much, but I've got a whole page here called Injuries Oh My. Uh, round one was uh, a cruel a cruel mistress um, to many fans with a lot of players going out. Um, I'll start with the Eels. The Eels have lost their winger, Sean Russell. Um, he's been ruled out indefinitely under, after fracturing his um, ribs and f- puncturing a lung. Um, I, did you see the game? What did you think of, one, the tackle that it happened in, and um, two, uh, the injury itself? I felt really sorry for Sean Russell he, you know, he was in the try scoring. Uh, he was in the try scoring book. 
looked to be playing well and he's yeah, he's copped a knee. Ironically, very similar to the one that happened in the Roosters versus Eels game last year where it was um, Eels players dishing out the knees, um, sliding yeah. into the try scorer. So, um, yeah, never nice to see injury like that. It's, you know, having a punctured lung that's and fractured ribs, that's it's never nice. But, um, yeah, the the tackle itself was pretty ugly. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Jaden Campbell was – Anything come of that? I don't. I don't recall hearing of um, any sightings or anything. I see Simon's here. Evening, Simon. Um, he was sighted, but it was let go because um, there was wow. a bit of noise. There was a bit of noise about people upset that um, it caused such an injury, and he got away with it. But it's going to sound bad. Um, it's an accidental thing that happens from time <laughs> to time, and um, Jaden Campbell is so so relatively new. There it is. That he that First he has uh, a <laughs> that it, he's got a clean rap sheet right now. I think if yeah. if it had been longer or potentially played for another team, Reese Walsh wasn't really given that leniency um, when he first came onto the scene. Uh, but yeah, I can say there was no malice in it. But yeah, it, it's not. Uh, I wouldn't wish that type of injury on anybody for sure. Uh, next next one up, we've got the Panthers. They've lost um, Moses Leota for eight to ten weeks after a shoulder injury. Uh, big blow for them. Um, I think he, he's quite a handy um, player to have in the squad, but the Panthers have got a lot of handy players, so I'm pretty sure they'll be okay with it. Um, the Warriors, unfortunately, if, if we want to twist the knife a bit deeper after that, uh, that result in the weekend, they've lost Sean Johnson for four weeks with a pick injury. Dallin Watini Zesniak for six to eight weeks with a broken thumb, and Viliami Valia um, about a month with an MCL injury. What are your takes on all of that? Well, the Sean one really hurts. I, I think I was chatting with you about it a little bit. Uh, you know, with Sean, we, we really wanted him to start the season, get a few games under his belt, and. and you know, reintroduce himself to the to the team and and get, get a nice flow on. I kind of it's it's disappointing to lose uh, DWZ and Viliami Valer, um, but I feel like we could have covered them pretty well. Um, although Ash Taylor coming in is is a good replacement for Sean, and that's why we bought him. Um, it's just disappointing to lose such a key player like that though so early on. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked to see Sean get a few more runs on the board before he got out. So, um, yeah, unfortunate, but hopefully it, it gets that injury that he usually gets every year out of the way early and he can come back. He's uh, In the four weeks' time, he kind of comes right back when the Warriors need him, when they start that really hard like month of football. Yeah. Um, so it, it's probably better that it happens now when – I'd say the games are a little bit more favourable, but as we saw in the weekend, that doesn't necessarily mean a win. But, yeah, I'd rather get it out of the way early rather than when they get towards, like, the, the meat and potatoes part of the season when they really need them. For so, sure. Um, and, yeah, the other two, they um, there are other players that can fill in those slots, so it's not as big as an impact. And having uh, Matt Lodge and Reese Walsh back into the mix for this week probably... 
de- uh, makes it a little bit um, easier to swallow, I'd say. Yeah, good. Um, another team that was dealt some harsh blows in their week was the Storm. They lost Brandon Smith to a uh, with a broken hand. There's no official word on how long they'll think he'll be out for, but Christian Welch and George Jennings are out for the season. Christian Welch did his Achilles, and George Jennings injured his knee. I don't have the official details on what in his knee he did, but um, those are some big names to lose to your squad. I think George Jennings is probably the the easiest to replace in that um, in that trio, but I think he's played really well since joining the Storm, um, especially with um, some good players that they've lost with Ado Carr and the like. He was really good for their edge. But um, Christian Welch, I just feel for the guy. Um, I think he, he's, he's one of those like key members of that forward pack. And I think that's going to affect the storm the most um, as losing him because they've let a lot of good forwards go already um, before the season started. So uh, what do you take on the storm's losses here? Yeah, I tend to agree with you. George has played well ever since going to the storm. He's, he's the kind of player where I think he's not really an out and out superstar, but he gives you 110% every weekend and, in, this, in a system like the Storm, he, he tends to go really well. Um, yeah, but Brandon Smith and Christian Welch are pretty big losses. Um, it'll hurt a bit. I mean, there's so much talent in that side, and they're so well coached. I, I you know, I don't. We've seen it in the past with the Storm; they they can lose players and and still keep going about winning games. But um, yeah, to lose those two, two pretty key members early on hurts a little bit. Definitely. And the last bit of injury news, there were a few more, but I tried to pick the ones that I think will have the biggest impact on the season. The Raiders have lost Josh Hodgson with a knee injury. Again, not sure on the length of time he's going to be out for, but that's a massive blow um, after losing Fogarty um, before the season started. And then to add um, to their woes, the young half, Brad Schneider, um, has after an impressive round one, he's been ruled out of round two after testing positive for COVID. Uh, so what are your takes on the Raiders there um, about Hodgson, I'd say more? Yeah, it's a cruel one for Joshy Hodgson. He's had a tough time with injuries for the past couple of years and um, obviously a key member of their side. I mean, they've got Starling as well, who's you know more than adequate cover. I think he's a really good player. Um, and it is a shame about young Schneider. Uh, you know, he we, we spoke about the Raiders sort of lacking some depth in the halves last week. And, you know, he looked to be having quite a good game there. Um, yeah, must be something in the name Brad, you know, look, very skillful player. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Definitely. But, you know, I mean, that being a COVID positive um, diagnosis, I think, you know, it's not going to keep him out too long. Hopefully he bounces back from that okay. Yeah, I believe they, they basically said if they catch COVID, depending on when and where, I think they basically only missed one, one, one round. So he should be back for round three. Worst case scenario, round four with how it is. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and we should have more information next week if that isn't the case. Um, but out of out of the injury news now, we will try to be a bit more positive for a little bit. Um, the NRL has given the Warriors permission to negotiate a new naming rights deal with Vodafone. It's kind of flown under the radar in terms of news, I suppose, with all the injuries and stuff to the Warriors. It's gone under 
under the radar, but we spoke about it last year when the NRL announced that the Warriors were not allowed to be called the Vodafone Warriors anymore due to the NRL's relationship with Telstra. Um, when that news came out last year, there was a lot of backlash. Um, the Warriors were still receiving a lot of love on both sides of the Tasman for not being allowed to play in New Zealand. Um, so they quickly backtracked and said they could stay with that deal until it expired, which is this year. Um, but now, for some reason, um, they haven't really given their reason, but they've said they're fine with the partnership to continue. Um, Warriors have had a name and rights deal with Vodafone for 24 years. Um, so, or not a name and rights deal, just a deal with Vodafone in general for 24 years. So it's good to see them uh, allow that to continue. What's your take on it? Yeah, for me, it's common sense prevailing. Uh, I think the Warriors have had such a long partnership with Vodafone. It, it'd be silly for for the NRL to force the Warriors' hand to end that partnership. You know, I think the partnership's such a long-standing one that um, you know, especially with what we've done for the game and 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 moving bases and basically helping prop up the competition for the past couple of years, it would have been pretty cruel of them to take that away from us. Definitely. And Simon has made a good point too. He said it makes sense um, that like Telstra don't operate in New Zealand and Vodafone in New Zealand's an independent company from the Australian yeah. Vodafone. Um, and yeah, that's correct. Um, Vodafone New Zealand has no affiliation with Vodafone Australia. Um, so there, there's not really a clash there. And yeah, Telstra isn't in New Zealand. So um, it's really, I think it's really only come up because they're playing in Australia for their home games now. So their home games in Australia have a lot of Vodafone stuff, which they've taken away now. They used to have Vodafone on the goalposts and stuff, and they've replaced that with Ortex. So the Warriors have kind of meet them in the middle when they don't really have to in that situation. They're just trying to, you know, be polite. And the sponsor Vodafone isn't throwing their their toys out of the cot with the fact that their name's not on the goalpost. So it's it's good to see the Warriors and Vodafone act like grown-ups, if I can put it so, so nicely, um, in this situation. And, yeah, once they get to play in New Zealand again, they'll be able to have all their Vodafone everywhere. So, um, yeah, I, I don't understand business, as I talked about a lot last, last week, but um, I think it's a good move. Um, on that front and the NRL also announced that the uh, women's premiership is going to expand to eight teams in 2023 and then to 10 teams in 2024. So we talked about it a bit last week. Uh, Paul asked us about how the teams would go, um, like how they should set them up. Um, what teams do you think will get women's teams? Um, so at the moment we've got six, so there'll be another two next year and then another two from them what clubs do you see bringing a woman's team into the mix i'm not really sure brad to be honest i hadn't really put a heck of a lot of thought into it. hopefully the warriors <laughs> will get one get one back you know um that'd be nice to see but it's just great to see see this news because the the women's nrl seems to be going from strength to strength and i they're building on the origin too, aren't they? Still, did I hear that right? They are, yes. Um, so to see the women's game go from strength to strength is it's just good news in general. So um, yeah, we'll see what the teams end up being. Fingers crossed for the Warriors, either in 
if not 2023, then 2024. Yeah, I assume they'll be one of the teams in 2023 because they were one of the originals and they were only gone because you couldn't play in New Zealand 2023. I'd touch wood. It should all be back to normal and they should be able yeah. to play a week in, week out in New Zealand. So I think that should be there. Simon's also said that he read on a Canberra Raiders Facebook page that they're going to be getting a women's team, but didn't say which year they'll be getting it. So yeah, they potentially will be there next year. So it could be Warriors Raiders next year, or both of those teams could be the following year. But um, mm. either way, I expect to see the Warriors in the mix again. Yeah. And the last bit of news is just pure speculation, but uh, we had a bit of speculation last week, so I'll keep the trend. Um, Rumours have been swirling that Jason Tomololo and Todd Payton are not getting on at the Cowboys and that the superstar Locke may leave before his contract ends. His contract's meant to end in 2027. Uh, Have you heard these rumours, and what's your take on it, Richie? I've heard those rumours floating around since last year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not too sure. We we still kind of see a scenario where Jason's getting a lot more bench time than what he was used to uh, prior to Toddy Payton arriving at the Cowboys, so perhaps there is a bit of truth to it. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, we can fit another contract like that under our cap, don't you, don't you think, Brad? That'd be nice. No, he's going to end up at the Roosters if he leaves. Um, they're, they're the only team that can afford to pick up that contract. Or the um, Bulldogs, or the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, um, I, as Simon said that. You'd have to get rid of Todd before Jason. I think the, I thought the the big deal they made with Jason was a mistake. Thought that was far too big a contract for too long. And in professional sport, when how many players have we seen last year alone had to retire early due to injuries and stuff? And yeah. unfortunately for some people may not like it, but unfortunately for Tamalolo, the game has changed, and his style of lock is not what is needed anymore he is basically a front rower now which is what Peyton's trying to get him to do and you don't pay that kind of money for a front rower um and yeah maybe a a new scenery is what's best for everyone um but yeah i i like todd Peyton because of what he did with the warriors but he, I don't think he's done enough there for, like Simon said, to throw out your your superstar to keep him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it develops. Obviously, I'll keep my, my ear to the ground and hopefully have a bit more. But, yeah, it will be a big call either way. So, um, we may as well just get straight into reviewing the week that was round one. Um, do you want to yeah. kick us off, Richie? Yeah, sure. So... First, first game of the weekend, we had the Panthers versus Sea Eagles. Panthers taking that one up 28-6. to six. We had five tries to one. Tries for Isaac Tago, Stephen Crichton, Jerome Luai, Api Corosau, and Liam Martin. Uh, we had three from five off the tee for Stephen Crichton and a penalty goal added for Stephen Crichton. And for the for the Sea Eagles, we had their new recruit, Ethan Bullimore, scoring a try. Uh, felt like Panthers did a fantastic job shutting down Manly and their obviously their big name Tommy Turbo Brad. Um, yeah. What What did you What did you think of the game? 
Yeah, I thought the Panthers' defense was still great. We saw it a lot last year, how good they were there, and it's that cliche defense wins championships. Um, it's scary to think what this team will be like when Cleary returns. Um, I think Sean O'Sullivan did really well as a villain. Yeah. I saw a funny thing on Instagram where um, there was a post from him after the game, and Jazz Tavanga commented on it saying, where was that for us last year? Uh, um <laughs> but yeah, he. I, I think I spoke about it a lot last year about Sean O'Sullivan that he's never the guy I want to be my starting halfback, but he's probably one of the guys up there that I'd be calling when my starting halfback is out and I need someone to fill mm. in. He's a great fill-in player. He showed it here. He. Um, there were a few mishaps, I'd say, with his game that if it was Cleary, it would have probably been a point more or two um manly as my my number two team they really shocked me here um i expected a lot more out of them since i gave them all all the credit in our predictions but um it's it's kind of deja vu with last year where they will dominate every team on the planet unless it's a top four team and then they struggle and that needs to be fixed sooner rather than later they got another tough match this week so they really need to right the ship and show that that's um, not the team they're going to be known for. Yeah. No, well summed up, Brad. I, I I feel the same. I feel like the Panthers' defense was suffocating and, and they just really didn't let the Sea Eagles get going. It was just a surprising to see um, the differential between the two teams like you. I thought the Sea Eagles might have a wee bit more, but there we are. Our first yeah. wrong pick for the weekend. <laughs> yes. So... We'll move on to the the second game of the weekend, the Friday night game. We had Raiders defeating the Sharks 24 to 19, four tries to three. So the Raiders had tries through Jack Whiten, Semi Vellame, Chance Nicole Clockstad, and Hudson Young. And we had four from four from the T from Brad Schneider before before being injured. And three tries to the Sharks, uh Braley, William Kennedy, and Teg Wilton, and three from three from then from the tee for their new recruit, Nicholas Hines, and a penalty goal, yes. and a field goal late through Matt Moylan. Now, what do you think of this one? This is a tough game. Um, before we before we move on, uh, a little bit off topic, what is your take on Nico Hines becoming I, I, Nicholas? I, I, yeah, before we move on, I mean, of all the names to stumble over, Nicholas Hines, that's an easy one. Jeez, well, it's, we, what's going on there? We don't know him as Nicholas. He, yeah, he's nice, always nice been Nicholas. Nice segue, Paul, because we've we've always known him as Nico. It's really weird to read it, Nicholas Hines. Yeah, it's um, the moment he moved to Cronulla, he he wanted to be known as Nicholas. So I I don't know a reason, but I see it's happened everywhere. Um, I think I'll keep stumbling over that till the end of the season. I'm just going to be ignorant and call him Nico. But um, yeah, my take: um, the Raiders can't catch a break, uh, but they got the job done. Um, when when Hodgson got injured early on, I was like, oh, no, Sharks are going to run away with the cricket score here. But they they did what they could. Um, Jack Whiten showed signs that he's getting back to the player that he was mm. a few seasons ago. Um, I think it was his 200th game, right? Yes, it was 200th yeah. game. So good to see him step up for that. And they're going to need him now more than ever with um, Hodgson, Fogarty and all that out. Um and yes, Paul, I'm being culturally insensitive to Nico Hines. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I thought the Raiders um, looked good. Sharks just looked unsettled for me, mm. I think. Um, 
they've they got a lot of new combinations. Yeah. Um, and I think once they gel, we'll see that they're going to be tough. Um, but I think the new look spine did enough to impress me. Nico Hines, or Nicholas, as he wants to be known now, um, he got a pass mark from me. Um, it's still... It, it was still a bit rocks and diamonds, but he he did enough to get the job done to show that he can build on this platform and actually be a decent half for Cronulla. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I I was a bit nervous for the Raiders there after their strong start. I thought it was going to end up being um, similar sort of story to last year where they lost so many halftime leads. Um, but you know, good on them for picking up the late winner and and holding on for that win. So, yeah, I see Simon says he was praying very hard to Odin to stop the Sharks scoring in that last minute. Yeah, I'm sure Simon would be happy with that result. Um, the next Friday night game, we had the Broncos tipping over the Rabbitohs, 11-4. to Two tries to one, Albert Kelly for the Broncos, picking up an intercept. We had Corey Oates scoring a try, one from two off the tee for Jermaine Asako, and a... And a Brilliant field goal from Kurt Capewell. Who would have picked that one? Uh, and to the one unconverted try for Josh Mansell for the Rabbitohs. Um, Rabbitohs looked a bit disorganised for me, Brad, without uh, obviously Reynolds and with Latrell Mitchell still being out. Um, but good win for the Broncos to pick up early on. What would you make of the game? Yeah, I expected a lot more out of the Rabbitohs here. Um, but yeah, it's clear that they missed. Um, I, I won't say Reynolds because Reynolds is gone. Um, but they definitely miss Luttrell. Um, once he's back, I'm sure they'll be a top four contender again, but they could potentially find themselves like a Manly where if they don't have their superstar fullback, they don't win games, which is horrible to think when you think of the quality they have there. Cody Walker is a good player, but he always needs someone to help him, I, I feel. Yeah. I think his partnership with Reynolds was what made them so strong. So we'll see if um, any player will step up and help them because um, they're going to need it. But last year, Broncos would have lost this game. Um, they're a lot tougher. They, um, yeah, I think you add Reynolds to this team and they're top, they could be top eight, um, even though I said they wouldn't be. Um, they still made a few errors, but that's something that can be approved. Hopefully some other teams, um, which we'll talk about later, take that on board as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, great to see Kurt Capewell play well in his first match, and it's always good seeing a forward now a field goal. Absolutely, I thought their forward pack was pretty immense. Actually, Payne Haas doing what he does pretty much every game. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, Capewell the new signing and Cobo. Loving the look of Cobo. Um, he looks like a really good prospect out in yeah. the back line for me. Uh, I think he, you know, he's he'll end up being something special. But uh, yeah, good good win Definitely. for the Broncos there. Yeah. Uh, so to the Saturday games, we had, in my mind, this was a big upset. <laughs> the Knights tipping over the Roosters 20-6. to six. The Roosters, this I think the third or fourth year in a row, they've lost round one game. So maybe it wasn't such a big upset. But we had four tries to one. The Knights had tries through Dan Gagai, Inari Tuala, Jake Clifford and Dominic Young. Jake Clifford with two from four off the tee. And just the one try for the Roosters, uh, new recruit, Paul Momorowski. Uh, Brad, this was my wooden spoon tip thrashing <laughs> my my premier tip. So clearly I know absolutely zero. So what, what did you take away from the game? 
Um, yeah, that was quite funny when you mentioned that to me while we were watching the game. Um, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot that you had picked um, your Roosters to go all the way and your Knights to come dead last. But it was the biggest upset of the round for me. Um, it was almost beaten by a, um, another game, which we're going to talk about soon. But, um, yeah, I was completely surprised by um, the Knights here. Um, I gave them no chance at all to get a win, but they just simply piled on pressure. Um, they were piling the pressure, the points started to come, and they never let the Roosters um, get a sniff at all. Um, Jake Clifford, I thought, for the Knights looked really good. Um, he's kind of looks to have taken that mantle of being like their superstar half now that they've lost Mitchell Pierce. Mm. Um, he just looks more relaxed, and um, that only bodes well for the Knights. Roosters just looked average. Um, but some of their best seasons, which I've heard a lot of Roosters fans mention throughout the week, some of their best seasons have started slow. Um, so I'm not going to write them off yet like I did last year. Um, it, was, it was also Kerry's first game back after being injured yeah. for so long. And his partnership with Sam Walker is, is in its early days. I'm sure that's going to develop. You can't really write any teams off or say any team's going to win the comp after round one. Um, it's just too early. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of new combinations for the Roosters and I'm sure it's going to take a few rounds before they start to work together better and I can form an opinion on how they go. Yeah, I tend to agree. You could tell that the Roosters went through a season last year where they had massive injuries and, and they looked like a team that was seriously lacking combinations. Um Whereas the Knights, with Mitchell Pierce going, that was a lot of my reasoning for them uh, not going so well in my mind this year. You know, lacking a bit of direction. But like you said, Clifford looked really good, and I thought Clune looked really good as well. So, um, you know, maybe they will form a bit of a halves pairing there, and they might not be as bad as I thought. But big win yeah. for the Knights. Yeah, definitely. And Simon mentions that the Roosters really let him down. I think they let everyone down. Yeah, they did. They really let me down. <laughs> uh, the game we probably don't want to talk about oh, so they, much. They let you down because you all. Yeah, basically, yeah. We're, we're clueless. Sums it up. My, my new uh, latest uh, latest picture. Hopefully, that what, doesn't appear what, too often. Yeah. Hopefully that one can stay in the closet after this week. Um, but the next Saturday game, the the one we were invested most in, Brad, Warriors versus the Dragons. The Dragons taking that one out 28-16. They had a hat-trick hero, Michele Ravalara, scoring three tries. Uh, Jack Bird picking up one and Moses Mbai scoring near the end. Uh, Zach Lomax with three from five off the tee and adding a penalty goal as well. The Warriors had tries through DWZ, Wade Egan, and Ali Katoa with two from three from the tee from Sean Johnson. A um, lot of missed opportunities for me, Brad, which cost us dearly. You know, I think the old story, we only played really well for maybe 20, 30 minutes of this match. What did you reckon? Yeah, um, I think the errors just killed me in this. Um, I like seeing the Warriors throw caution to the wind. It's kind of what they're known for and appears to be what they're trying to bring back. Um, but they've got to pick and choose your times to do it. Uh, there were so many times where they were throwing silly passes or trying to do offloads in their own 10 metres, mm. which is suicide. Even if it works, it, it, it's going to it's gonna give me a heart attack. Um, but, yeah, I thought the forwards 
did reasonably well. Um, Adam Fanor Blake and Josh Curran were standouts for me. Mm. Um, Sean Johnson's kicking game was good. He got a massive 40-20. There was really only one um, one questionable kick, which was when he kicked early um, for a cross kick on the second tackle. Um, but it showed it was definitely something the Warriors have missed. And I think if you had Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge out there, they probably would have won this game. Um, but yeah, most of the things they did wrong are things that can be improved and worked on. So that's at least a positive um, in my optimistic Warriors fan hat on. Um, but the Dragons, I I don't like I don't like saying anything <laughs> positive about these bloody Dragons, but. Um, um, and Simon's just said, is, is Reese coming back this week? Yeah, he's been named at fullback this week. He is. Thank goodness. But thank you for trying to uh, prevent me from saying something nice about the Dragons. But um, <laughs> if I have to try to take my biased way feelings about them out, they showed heart. Um, they ran out to a lead, then they lost the lead, and then they came back. Um, Rava Lava um, pulls that name up, but... He, he made a lot of errors, but he made up for them, getting that hat-trick. Mm. I think his second try was a bit questionable, but um, they just kept fighting. And as hard as it is to me to admit it, they deserve this win. Yeah, I'll kind of back you up a little bit, Brad. Um, I, I didn't pick Dragons as anywhere near being my wooden spooner like you did, but I feel like this game was there for us for the taking, but we we kind of served it up to the Dragons on a silver platter. Um you know, a lot of their tries, we gifted them the field position to 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 pick up their points, and um, they just did what any NRL team would, or most good NRL teams would, you know, and, and capitalize on that. So, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like we'll be fine. I still have a positive outlook on it, and I'm liking the the talk of us wanting to play a, with a bit more scope this year to attack. Um, I, I like the sound of that. It'll just come down to our execution, I suppose. But let's move on from that one, shall we? Because that yeah. one hurts a bit. Never um, happened. It never <laughs> happened. <laughs> the following game on Saturday was West Tigers versus the Storm, and the Storm were able to come back to pick this game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today up 26 to 16 not after a bit of a scare from the tigers who actually uh performed a lot better than i thought they might obviously aided by a little bit of injury woes for the storm but um so it was five tries to three the storm had tries through george jennings trent 
Loyero. That's a tough, tough one, but I'll give it a crack. Jerome Hughes, Xavier Coates, and Remus Smith. Three from five from the tee from Nick Meany. And three tries to the Tigers. Two for ex-warrior Kenny Mamalo and one for his opposite winger, David Norfoluma. And two penalty goals to Luke Brooks. Um, yeah, I thought the Tigers did a lot better than I thought they might, Brad. What did you take from the game? Yeah, man, I tell you, um, this game was was doing my head in. Um, I was already five games in a row wrong in my tips, and it looked like I was heading to my sixth in a row with the Tigers yep. doing the upset of the of the round. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those games where I think the Tigers they would be devastated that they lost, but they would be quite happy that they really took the storm to the limit. Yeah, the storm lost some heavy hitters in this match. They also didn't have Munster and Harry Grant. Um, but the Storm are the Storm. They just know how to win, even when the it all looks lost. They just seem to squeak a win out. Um, yeah, Munster and that are back this week. They're going to make them a lot stronger. But the Tigers and Presby, I don't even want to talk about the Storm right now. Um, Ken Mamalo um, had a blinder, and he looks to be really enjoying his footy again, which is great to see. Um, I'll always have a soft spot for the guy. Um, and yeah, the Tigers may not be the easy beats that I've been saying um, they've been for so long. Um, they just need to bring this level of performance for the rest of the season. It's a hard task. It's a long season. But if they can play with this level um, of dedication and heart, um, they'll be able to uh, pip quite a few teams. Um, you know, you might not always beat your, tie, your Storm, your Panthers and that, but I could say they could beat Cowboys, Bulldogs, Warriors, mm. even uh, Dragons, Ooh. Raiders, Sharks—you name it. Yeah, there's a lot of teams there that if they put this level of performance on, they could upset. Yeah, absolutely. I I actually like the look of their uh, new halves pairing, Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings. Uh, Luke Brooks looked to play a bit better than he has in the past wee while. You know, he's copped a lot of criticism over the past year or two, but he looked to be linking quite now. New. What, quite well with this new partner. What do you make of them? Yeah, I think it's just um, it's a bit like the Jack Clifford scenario. I think Luke mm. Brooks is more relaxed. He's got a lot of pressure taken off him with Hastings there, um, mm. which some of it's we, we've had quite a few players of that nature at the Warriors, where the whole world is piled on their shoulders and they're expected to do everything. And I don't think Luke is at his best when he's in those situations. Yeah. Um, when he's got someone else there to help lighten the load, he just plays a bit more freer. And, um, yeah, it's only going to mean good things for the Tigers. Hopefully not too good, but good. Yeah, true. I think we, they've they come up against us within the first few weeks, so hopefully they don't get into too good a form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, the net, then the Sunday game, Eels versus the Titans. This was a heck of a game, Brad. Um 32 to 28, the Eels ended up winning five tries apiece. Um, so we had two tries to Sean Russell, one to Sean Lane, one to Wonga Blake. Actually, three tries to Sean Russell for the Eels. Um, and then five tries to the Titans as well. Philip Sammy, Brian Kelly, Aaron Clark. Brian Kelly with a double, actually. And Philip Sammy with a double. There you go. Um, the big... The big one was three from three penalties, Mitchell Moses late in the game, and that ended up being the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Heart in your mouth kind of game. What would you make of it? Yeah, I think Sean Russell probably would have gone over for a few more if he didn't get injured. 
Um, yeah. He's playing really well, but um, they Eels should have run away with this game, but they just made too many errors, a bit like the Warriors game we just talked about. And mm. um, the Titans made them pay for it. It was every time there was an error, the Titans were right there. Um, Eels have shown they can score points, but I'm concerned about their defense. Allowing 28 points in the first round is not a good look. They really don't want to do that we'll score, you score, we'll score, you score type of thing because they will be um, dealt a massive blow against some big bopper teams if they have that approach. Uh, the Titans did look good here. I I text you during the game saying I'm really worried about facing them this week. Um, they've got that impressive pack. Their back line looks good. Um, they, just like the Eels though, I have some issues around their um, defense. Mm. They just let too many points in. Um, and their discipline, you know, they, they gave away those penalties, which cost them in the end. Um, so hopefully that's a positive we can take as Warriors fans this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, Fafita was relatively quiet, but you know that at the click of a switch, he can do something, which we did see in this match. He had a big run down the sideline. He had a try begging if he just passed to his inside, but he was a hungus and held onto the ball and cost them an opportunity. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you just, it's basically like every game when you face the Titans, shut down feeder and you should give yourself a good opportunity to win. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. It does give you a bit of concern for this weekend. Cause like you say, I mean, Fafita can be quiet, but then he can just, uh, within a five, 10 minute period, he can put a couple tries on you or, or set something up. You know, he's. Very yeah. devastating, but they look to be quite well rounded this year. Sexton looked good, uh, like you said, their backs look quite dangerous. Sammy Kelly, um, they're looking pretty well rounded this year. So, um, apart from their defense, like you said, and that that was a, something that they struggled with a bit last year as well. So, hopefully, um, this weekend we can put a few past them. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And the last game of the round, which is always the bludger, somehow. Um, the Cowboys versus the Bulldogs, six points to four. The Bulldogs managed to win round, uh, uh, their first game of the season, and they've won maybe maybe four or five games in the past couple of years. So, I mean, for them to open their account with a win is, is pretty big for them. Just the one try each. Uh, Tom Gilbert for the Cowboys and Jaden Ockenbaugh for the Bulldogs, with Matt Burton's conversion being the difference. What do yeah. you think of this game, Brad? Uh, this was rubbish. Um, (laughs) I feel, yeah, like you said, I feel like it's the last game of every round last year was just horrible. Um, Neither side impressed me here. Um, There was a few controversial calls um, that people talked about. I didn't see much in it, but both sides attack look poor. Um, It's only early days, but the Cowboys are living up to my expectations and the Bulldogs are going to struggle more than I predicted, I think. Um, the Bulldogs' last tackle options were questionable. Um, Matt Burden, it's a completely different game for Matt Burden now. He was mm. kind of that fill-in at the Panthers or playing centre. Um, now he's got a team that he's got to direct. He's yeah, he's so he's going to adjust that. It's I don't. I'm not going to say the Bulldogs are going to be wooden spooners like they have been for so long, but it's going to take some time. I think the Cowboys just look lost. Um, the only thing that brought me some satisfaction was that Jake Hetherington got Simbin, which is what we can always predict is going to happen in a Bulldogs game. 
Um, so at least something that I expected out of this game actually happened. But yeah, uh, I just expected more out of both teams, to be honest. Um, but yeah, um, what did you think? I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. But yeah, it only took 23 minutes for Jack Hetherington to open his account of Sinbins for the year. You feel sorry for him a bit? I kind of do. Like, um, I know they had repeated infringements, but um, yeah, it looked like he just caught the brunt of that. Yeah. I feel, um, I, I feel sorry for him. I always feel sorry for him. I've got a soft spot for him. He was a yeah. warrior for a, for a handful and um He's kind of that meathead player that I seem to to grow an affinity for, um, mm. but he he's just got such a, a troubled past. So he's <laughs> always going to be um, he's going to be punished for his previous sins. So often he can just look at a tackle and get sent off for it at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think he gets the the hard end of the stick sometimes, but he, he's dug his own hole. So mm. he's got to learn to live with it. Other than that, for me, I watching this game, I just felt like um, neither team really wanted to win it, and one team was just going to end up winning it accidentally. And it kind of, yeah. it kind of felt that way. Even it looked like the Cowboys picked up the winner through the hammer, um, scoring yeah. a, what looked to be a try towards the end off a bomb, but he ended up being offside uh, inside the ten from the kick. Um, which would have been heartbreak, heartbreaking for the Cowboys fans. But, yeah, it, it just felt like neither team really wanted to win it. So a bit of a bludger yeah. way to end the, end the weekend of games, but there we go. Exactly. Um, yeah, not a great way to end it, but hopefully we start seeing some better games um, for that final match. Um, so we may as well go to our picks. Um, I, I've made a pretty little picture, which if Paul can bring us up, um, with how our picks have gone. Um, we have to? So we have to. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. So I think, is Paul even there? Paul's here now, he, he remembers. So um, we've included Simon in the mix. Simon always gives us his picks. Um, so Simon and I both got three games right each, and thankfully due to uh, being alphabetized, I am leading. Um, <laughs> so... Um, and Richard is behind us with a, a horrible two out of eight. So um, it's a horrible round for all three of us. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I apologize to everybody. Um, we were Me shocking. Too. But um, we'll keep that up to date. Simon, when you give us your tips when we do our predictions, I'll write yours down as well so we can keep them all up to date. Um, but, yeah. I feel um, like. Yeah. Feel, and due I to me making the graphic, I'm at the top. But, yeah. I feel like that will probably change this week if my picks continue how they were. Um, oh, I, I, I feel like me, my wooden spoon tip thrashing my premier tip, it just adds further insult to injury. I should, I should get a wooden spoon just for that alone. <laughs> yeah, but it's early days. We'll we'll see. I'm sure we're going to see the 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 order change quite a bit as the season goes. Um, but yeah, we may as well go into our quick recap of the premiership now. Thanks for the image, Paul. Um, not too much to say. Um, round three, the Roosters defeated the Knights 28 to 12. The Broncos defeated the Dragons 22 to 18, making the Broncos now the only undefeated team. Mm. And the Eels defeated the Titans 24 14. Did you have any thoughts on any of the games that you watched? 
Yeah, the highlight for me was the Broncos-Dragons game. Obviously, the only two teams that were undefeated prior to the game, um, and it was a heck of a game. Again, really tense, but the Broncos just showing their class to squeak through. Um, they impressed me so much, the, the Broncos women's team. Just the skill level was, um, yeah, it's really quality. So uh, the Eels too. The Eels look a good unit. Um, they've picked up a couple of nice wins now. So, yeah, um, yeah for me, the, the three sort of teams that are looking good, Broncos, Dragons and Eels. But, you know, we'll see how we go moving forward. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, um, I think the Broncos female team is the best team in Queensland in both men's and women right now. Um, <laughs> they they're just a great team. I don't see anyone stopping them this year, mm. much like no one stopped them last year or every year for that matter. Um, yeah. Like you said, Eels have got some good players and are really getting into their groove. Um, Dragons are always going to be there. The the fact that they took the Broncos to the limit. Um, yeah. Very it's impressive. a good sign. It's a good sign for the Dragons going on. Uh, unfortunately, the Knights just continue to struggle. Um, and I think the Titans are doing okay. Um, they've got it's they've got a lot of former Warriors players in there. So they I've do. got a little yeah. bit of a soft spot for them. But um, yeah, they were just up against a really good team. And um, they've got it harder this week because in round four, the Titans face the Broncos. Queensland um, Derby. Yeah, then we've got the Eels against the Roosters and then the Dragons and the Knights. So, um, yeah, I'd say that first game, well, basically you always put an asterisk next to the Broncos game as the game to watch mm. um, if, if you can only watch one. But I encourage everyone to try to watch as many as they can because it, it's a great competition. Yeah. Um, so we may as well go into questions. I did see at least one question uh, from Simon Paul. If you want to bring that up one first. Yeah, now he's going to scrum try to find it. I, I am scrolling trying to find it. Yeah, but um, as you as you say, um, Simon was talking about um, the uh, rumours about um, uh, Mitchell heading to the Dolphins. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, and uh, any other kind of Dolphins rumours you've heard so far? Um, I'll let you go first, Richie. I hadn't heard that one. Is that Latrell Mitchell? Which Mitchell was that? Um, I thought it was Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, I, Mitchell I Pierce coming. Mitchell Pierce coming back from Super League to go into the Dolphins. Is it? Yeah, I think. But um, Simon, if you can correct us. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with that approach for Mitchell Pierce. Uh, if that's the case, then interesting one. Given Mitchell Pierce's age, um, yeah. Uh, interesting one. I hadn't heard it, so we shall see. Yeah. But yeah, it's a so, surprising yeah. one if that's the case because um, he's just gone over to France for a, for a paycheck. So yeah, so Simon's confirmed it as Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, um, it kind of is a red flag to me that all these marquee names that they're rumored to be looking at have obviously said no if they're going to Mitchell. Like they were talking mm. Kalen Ponger and. Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes and all these guys that they were talking yeah. about. If the rumors are already coming out about Mitchell, it means that you would say at least Munster and Hughes are off the table. Um, yeah, I feel I feel like they'll stay at the storm. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't mind Mitchell. Um, if you can get a decent team around him, he can still lead you around. I feel like the Dolphins, you know, they're not going to be trying to win a premiership in the first year. 
they're going to be trying to build a team. They'll probably have a lot of youngsters that they're going to have to blood. So um, I think if you had a guy like Mitchell in there to help bring those young guys in and have a settled guy around them to get them right up to first grade level, um, which is probably it. And yeah, Simon's just said he thinks long term they need to sign a mixture of superstars and up and comers. So yeah, mm. I think he's kind of that that bridging gap between your superstars and your up and comers. He can kind of help because uh, controversially, I think if you try to get Kalen Ponga and say he's the one that's going to lead this team to victory, you're not going to win at all. Um, I think he needs someone with him. Um, but yeah, I, we can see how much I know with my picks last week. Oh. Me too. I, a couple of names that just quickly Googling that saying um, Jason uh, Tomamalo and uh, Pong are also um, apparently uh, being linked or being targeted. Uh, any of those sort of players do you think might uh, make the move? Well, if there's any smoke, you know, if there's any truth to the rumours that um, Tamalolo's unhappy with the Cowboys, then, you know, you wouldn't rule that out. Um, Ponga seems happy at the Knights, but, yeah, I, the, right, the right price tag would lure most people, I'm pretty sure. I say people aren't going to move there for, for trophies, are they? Let's be honest. Um, no, I guess the other one to look for is, is um, who... Um, who comes from that part of the world that wants to sort of move home as well might be the other thing to look Hopefully for. not Reese Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, to get people to the Dolphins, it's one of two ways. It's either through the wallet or through a nice pitch about creating something from nothing. Mm. Um, so that's really it. You either got to lure them with the wallet or – or three options, the home option as well, sending them home. But, yeah, if you can really sell them on the we're trying to build something here that's going to be in the history books, um, kind of like what they did with the Titans back when the Titans first became a thing. They they managed to get some guys um, that have been around for a while and Scott Prince and, and the like and build a story about what this team could mean for the NRL in general. Um, some puff piece, really, that can lure them in and – if you can do that, then you might be able to lure some guys in for decent money. Um, but yeah, I think you're going to have to lure people with the checkbook. I look, I mean, Bennett's a decent coach, right? Um, so look, yeah. he's, people, people he, he's okay. with him. So there is, there is that lure. Um, one bit that did surprise me here, um, I, mean, I didn't know that NRL was really into poetry per se, but apparently the um, Dolphins... Um, uh, engaged uh, Rupert McCall, apparently a renowned poet. I'm not a poetry. I'm not really a poetry kind of guy. Um, to to write a uh, a poem about their launch. Um, so, uh, uh, boys, are you, have, you, have you seen this 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 poem? And um, do you think poetry is the way forward for uh, um, uh, for the NRL to sort of reach fans? I I hadn't seen that, but Brad, you're you're the wordsmith. You're the the writer. You're into a bit of that, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know if it would help me in the NRL scheme of things, but um, each to their own. Um, yeah, each to their own. I, I, I don't know. I'm lost for words now, Paul. Um, so we may as well answer our own questions for each other. Um, our questions are very similar. So, um, Great minds. Uh, I'll go with my one first because I think I'm going to basically just copy your answer for mine um, when you ask me. Um, there have been a 
quite a few changes to this week's Warriors team. Um, which player are you most excited in seeing have a run? All right, this one's easy for me because I think there's guys coming in this week that obviously we've seen a lot of before or coming back from suspension, uh, Walsh, Lodge, uh, Pompey coming in for as injury cover. Um, so for me, Ash Taylor, seeing how he can fill the hole of Sean Johnson. Um, yeah, against his old team as well. So it's, I'm really interested interested to see how he travels. And I, I'm, I'm interested in having a look at Arthur's as well to see see how he goes in our in our back line because um, you know it's he's a bit of a prospect so obviously he didn't get the start first up but um, we get to see what he can do pretty early on in the season yeah yeah um, I, I was the same if I had that question I would have answered Taylor as well yeah um, I just think it, it's a beautiful story if we want to go to the wordsmith type of thing um, you know his first game in new colors against his former club that didn't mm. want him it mm. wasn't uh, I left that club for for more money elsewhere they just didn't want him and told him he could pack his bags and live on the street for all they care. So, um, yeah, it's it's a hell of a story to, to write about if he comes out and delivers. Um, hopefully for Warriors fans and for him, I, I hope he has a blinder. But, yeah, I'd ask the same. But your question was a little bit similar but a little bit different. So mm. you want to you let me know? Well, mine was just around the team naming, and I know – You've had your, you've had your gripes about some team lists that Nathan Brown have come has have, has come up with in the past. So, were you happy with the team he's named this week? Uh, what are your thoughts about the team he, that Nathan Brown's named? Surprisingly happy. Um, we talked before they announced the team when when all the news about the injuries came out. We we're like, ah, oh, oh no, we were a bit we we're a bit down on Cody Nicarima after that performance, and we we're like, well. Yeah. He's going to be there now. Um, I would I would prefer to see him not be in the team, and then he wasn't. Um, they actually let Chanel and Taylor go into the halves. Um, everything else was kind of what I expected. I expected Jesse Arthurs to be brought in. I had him in my season preview. I actually had him starting over Valier anyway mm. in the centres. Um, Pompey, I think, is the next winger up the rank, so it makes sense that he's brought in. Um, I know a lot of people want to see Junior Rotova mm. get a run. Um, I still think he needs a few more goes in reserve grade, but I'm looking forward to when he gets a shot. And Pompey isn't flash, but I think his best position is a winger. Um, kind of gets him out of the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> if that sounds horrible. Um, I feel like he, he struggles more in centre. He doesn't mm. feed his winger, um, so he has that pressure off him. Um, and Chanel, a lot of people were down on Chanel's performance in the weekend, but he was playing a position that he is not. Um, yeah. So I, I give him leeway there. He was playing fullback for the second time in his career, and the first time he got to play it, he played for like 10, 15 minutes mm. um, in an All-Stars game. That really doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I, I give, I'm I happy to see him in there, and I want to see what him and Taylor can do together. Uh, I'm just disappointed that Bailey Surinan made the list. Mm, I, yep. I think I would have dropped him before I dropped Ben Murdoch-Masilla, um, but I am biased in that as well. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the lineup? Pretty much agree completely with everything you said. 
Um, as you should. As with, you should. Yeah, yeah. With Pompey being included, I'm, I'm happy it's on the wing. I just think his his attributes are more suited to the wing with his height, and he's good under the high ball. Um, he's got a good aerial game. He runs hard, probably not the best with distribution. So, um, yeah, I like that he was included on the wing. And the only other one for me, like you, was Bailey Siren. And I, I don't, I feel like he hasn't done a lot to warrant selection over the past, you know, latter part of last year. And, and again, he didn't look to add too much off the bench. Weekend just gone. So I would have retained yeah. your boyfriend on the bench, Brad. But um, yeah. yeah, but. Other than that, I was I was pretty happy. Yeah. All right. So um, that was some good questions there. We may as well go into round two. Um, if you can bring up my pretty little picture, Paul, um, and we'll do our picks at the same time. I've just um, taken down all of Simon's picks, so um, we'll we'll go. Um, we'll include him into each one as well. Uh, so the first game on Thursday, we've got the Storm versus Rabbitohs. Um, I've gone with the Storm. Um, the Rabbitohs, they didn't impress me enough and it's always hard to go against the Storm. So I've picked the Storm and Simon is gone by the Storm by four as well. Mm. Yeah, I went Storm as well. Very hard to beat at home, even even with some injury woes. And, and Latrell Mitchell is back this week, I believe, so that might add a bit to the Rabbitohs. But yeah, I, very seldom do I pick against the Storm. Yeah, and first game on Friday, we've got the Dragons and Panthers. Um, yeah, the Dragons got the win against the Warriors, but I don't see them going two in a row and beating the Panthers, especially after what the Panthers delivered last week. So I've gone with Panthers, and Simon's gone with the Panthers by 12. Yeah, I've gone Panthers as well. They're just looking the next level up from teams like the Dragons, even though they beat us on the weekend. But yeah, Panthers. Oh, yeah. So we're all copying each other at the moment, but we're about to change on the next game, which is the Roosters versus Seagulls. Um, I have boarded this train and I can't get out, so I'm just going with Seagulls again. Um, they can't lose two in a row. I think it is going to be tough, but I, um, I'm, I'm a Seagulls fan now by the looks of things, so I've got to, they've got to win eventually. Um, so I am picking them here. Uh Simon has picked the Roosters by four, so he thinks it's going to be close, but he's given the edge to the Roosters. Mm, I think it'll be close, and both teams were poor on the weekend just gone, so one team's got to bounce back. So I've got to, like you, you, you penciled yourself into liking the Sea Eagles, and I've, I've said the Roosters are going to win the comp, so mm. <laughs> I, I'll go Roosters. Yeah, and Simon's just trying to remind everyone that the Manly Sea Eagles are New Zealand's original NRL club. Yes. Um, I, back in the day before the Warriors existed, I was a Doggies fan, so I was never on Manly's train back then either. But yeah, they had they were stacked with Kiwis and a Kiwi coach, so they were kind of yeah. our team. Um, next game is probably the most important game for us as fans. It's the Titans versus the Warriors. Um, Titans scared me in that game against the Eels, and without Sean Johnson, Taylor, I'm hoping as a blinder, but I'm going with the Titans. Simon's agreed with me. He's picked the Titans by six. Uh, what are you? What are you thinking? Oh, the Warriors. Looks like I'm the only That's true good. Blue Warriors fan here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually quite disappointed in you, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I pick who I think is going to win, not who I want to win. I'll tell you what. If the Warriors win this week, you have to tip against us every week. 
no, I'm not doing that. I want to win this competition. <laughs> oh, it warriors. I'm I'm hoping. I, I want that I want that uh, revenge game from last year, late last year. Yeah. Um and then the second game on Saturday, we have the Sharks versus the Eels. I've gone with the Eels here. Um I think they they showed enough for me against the Titans, and I think the Sharks are still going to be a bit rusty. Uh Simon has picked the Sharks by four, so he's gone against me here. And what about you? I went Sharks. I think this is going to be a close game and could go either way. So really out of being different to you. So um, hopefully <laughs> I can peg you back. Uh, I, I went, I sided with the Sharks. We've gone different on a few of these. So we have, yeah. Um, the last game on Saturday night, we have the Cowboys and Raiders. Um, Cowboys disappointed me. So I've gone with the Raiders. Um Simon's a bit biased, but he's gone with the Raiders as well. Um, Raiders by six. Uh, what about you? Cowboys disappointed me as well. I mean, if I could change my wooden spoon tip now, I would, <laughs> but I can't go back now. But, um, yeah, I think Raiders will get that done. Yeah. And then uh, the first game on Sunday, we had the Knights versus Tigers. A lot harder for me to pick than I would have thought it was, but I have gone with the Knights. Um, I think the Tigers game although promising it may have been just uh, a lightning in the bottle moment and they might go back to what we all know and expect and i think the knights are building something so i have gone with them simon has gone with knights by eight what about you yeah uh, this this is me you turning on my wooden spoon tip already i've gone knights <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like the look of what i saw out of them on the weekend and it, and it pains me to say it because you know i i think i've jumped the gun with my wooden spoon tip there but um yeah i th i like the look of what i saw out of them i think i think they might i think it'll be close but i think they'll get it done over the tigers yeah and then the final match of the round and hopefully not like the final round uh, match of round one we've got the bulldogs versus the broncos um bulldogs uh just copy paste what i said about the cowboys they disappointed me and the Broncos impressed me. So I've gone with the Broncos. Uh, Simon's gone for the Broncos by six as well. What about you? Yep, I went Bro Broncos. Same reasoning as you. Um, they impressed me more than the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs might take a little while longer for their new recruits to gel. Yeah, so that's our picks for the week. Um, we've got, looking at it, we've got one, two, three. We've got five games. All three of us have picked the same. And then we've got a couple where two agree one don't so there will at least be some changes when i get to update my pretty little picture for next week um but we'll keep an eye on that and hopefully um as hosts we can kind of keep this otherwise simon will be taking our job um <laughs> so yeah we will see what happens there um we're running a bit bit long on time but i'll just do um a quick rundown um I won't go through all of the Super League, but we did talk about one game, which was Catalans versus Wigan. You asked me to do my prediction on who would win. I said Wigan. I was wrong. Catalans won. Um, I don't even have the score here. That was how embarrassed I was by the performance. Um, but yeah, they've got some good games coming up. Um, we'll do a bit more of a deep dive on that one next week, hopefully. We're just running a bit longer than normal. Um so we'll have to cut it there, unfortunately. But is there anything you want to add before we go? No, not really, Brad. Just nice having a chat with you. And, and thanks to everyone who's tuned in and throwing questions our way. And Paul for doing his thing. Thanks. 
exactly. Um, and yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly. Oh, there we go. Simon's just added. He wants to cut me off before I say my goodbyes. Um, Sky this weekend only showing um, Super League matches Friday morning and Saturday morning. Yeah, they're not showing as much, I believe, um, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you for joining me again, Richie, and thank you for Paul uh, in the background. And good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.